Thank you for listening to the New Life Church podcast. If you need any information about our church or if you'd like to give online, please visit us at newlifekingman.com. Is for us. And if God is for us, who can be against us? Uh, I know some of you are wondering why I'm up here. Uh, Pastor John and Kathy are in Phoenix. They have a, he's on the board of our, our mission group that we support, Samaritan Aviation, and they had a, a board meeting this weekend, and so that's where they are. He'll be back in the pulpit uh, next Sunday. But I have something that has been, uh, I've been inspired toward for several months now. I've been just jotting down some notes. It's a very uh, simple but a profound truth. And uh, we are going to share in communion together in a few moments. But I, I want to uh, share a few thoughts with you first. In Psalm 21, verse 6, it says, For you have made him most blessed forever. You have made him exceedingly glad with your presence. And so uh, this is something that I feel uh, very strongly about, I believe in, and that is that we are blessed. We are most blessed. Now, I have thought about saying, I want you to say it with me this morning, but it's uh, two minutes until nine o'clock. It's early on a Sunday morning, and I thought I might just get kind of a murmur, you know, <laughs> most blessed. So. But uh, the, the truth is, this uh, sermon uh, should be entitled, Blessed and Not Cursed. Uh, because we are blessed and we are not cursed. And I'm going to get into this uh, for a bit this morning, but, you know, the, I just didn't want to put cursed uh, up on the screen. And so uh, I called it most blessed. <clears throat> if we have given our lives to Jesus, it means uh, that we are born again, we are saved children of the living God. In other words, we are blessed, most blessed. Everyone that's gotten saved is most blessed. Now, you may not feel blessed uh, where you are right now, your station in life, or because of things that are going on, but uh, it is not uh, conditional upon us feeling blessed, we are blessed. <clears throat> and I want to encourage all of us this morning to build and encourage our belief in how blessed we are. This is what message ought to be ringing in our hearts and in our minds, and that is I am blessed. I am, I am so blessed in Jesus. <clears throat> I had a, an experience the other night that kind of um, uh, alerted me to how blessed I am, and I had uh, some computer problems. That wasn't the blessing. That was the ir yeah, kind of uh, outrageously irritating. And so I had worked through things. I'd, been, I'd spent hours trying to 
Uh, I deleted, the problem was me. I deleted some files that shouldn't have been deleted, and, and now I couldn't do things that I needed to do. And so I'm, I'm all, I've spent hours uh, in frustration. So anyway, I uh, <coughs> called tech support, and I am uh, talking to this guy in the Philippines, and the, this guy, was, he was competent. He was friendly and, and extremely helpful. Uh, I could tell, and you know, when you get on with tech support, you can tell within a few minutes if they know what they're doing or if they're just, just throwing things out there. Let's try this, you know. And so this guy knew what he was doing. He was uh, extremely competent and extremely friendly. But while I'm talking to this guy, I hear this dog, and it sounds like it's right there, you know, I hear, and, and you know, it, it went on and, and so it stopped, and then I'd hear it again, and this happened like three times. And so finally, I just say, uh, hey, uh, uh, it sounds like somebody's murdering your dog. <laughs> and he apologized, and he said, look, it, it isn't my dog, it's my neighbor's dog. And so he's very apologetic, kind of, made, and I started feeling bad. And uh, I, I wasn't abusive, but I was sarcastic, which I know that's a shock to any of you here that I, that I could express sarcasm that way. But, uh, but he was a, such a nice guy, and I was thinking about it after I got off the phone with him. Here's this intelligent, uh, very tech-savvy guy. Uh, and if he worked here in the States, he would uh, have a, he'd get paid very well. But uh, he uh, probably lives in a very small apartment. He was from the Philippines. I talked to him because I'd been to the Philippines a couple of times on mission trips. And, and so he lived in the, uh, Manila. And so here he is. <clears throat> he lives in, no doubt, this very small apartment with paper-thin walls between him and his, his neighbor's apartment, I can hear this dog uh, getting tortured in the next, that uh, sounds like it's just right there. And I'm sitting at my home. <clears throat> it's warm. I'm comfortable. <clears throat> but I have let this computer problem just drive me to distraction. I mean, I'm so frustrated. I'm not cussing because I'm not uh, a cusser now. <clears throat> But if I were a cusser, I would have been cussing. It was just so mad and irritated, and oh, I was mad at myself. And 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 you know, in the great grand scheme of things, it really wasn't that big a deal. And yet, I got so uptight. And then here, I was thinking about after there's this guy in the Philippines that's just trying to make a living. And I'm, uh, he's got this apartment with a dog being murdered next door and, you know, all this stuff is, and, and I'm thinking of myself and, and how really blessed I am. And it was humbling. <clears throat> and so this morning, I just want to encourage us here that we are really blessed. We are blessed and, and we are not cursed we may have a computer that's cursed, but we are not cursed. <clears throat> and so the thoughts that I'm going to share with you this morning, it comes from a picture from the Old Testament. Uh, or it was a happening in the Old Testament that I'm going to ask you to, 
to picture in just a moment, but I want to look at the, this picture of blessings and curses. When Israel was given God's law through Moses, uh, uh, it came with blessings and curses. If they did what God told them to do to the letter of the law, they would be blessed. And those blessings were rich. They, they, uh, their crops would be abundant. They'd have lots of kids. They, they would, uh, their uh, cows and sheep would have lots of, yeah, uh, lambs and calves and all the things that everything that they owned would be blessed, and it would all come if they did what uh, their enemies would run from them, and all of this would happen, blessings on them if they did what God told them to do by the letter of the law, right? If they didn't follow the law, then it would open them up. It would expose them to curses, and these curses were intense, plagues and drought and famine, uh, running from their enemies, being led captive into a foreign land, all these things, curses if they didn't follow the law of God. Now, after God gave the law to Moses he, and they were in the wilderness, God had them stop in a valley between two mountains, Mount Ebal and Mount Gerizim. And so, I want you to try to picture this with me this morning. Here is all of Israel. There's probably a couple of million people in this valley in between two mountains. Mount Ebal was uh, barren and rocky, and that's where it got its name. It literally means stony heap of barrenness, Mount Ebal. Mount Gerizim, on the other hand, was fertile and lush, and so... What God had Moses do is get six representatives from 12 of the tribes of Israel, put them up on top of Mount uh, Ebal, and then speak those curses over Israel if they didn't follow the law. The other uh, representatives from the other six tribes were set up on Mount Gerizim, and they were to speak the blessings over Israel. Uh, if they just followed the law of God, then the blessings would rain down on them. And so you get the picture. Curses are being spoken uh, on top of Mount Ebal. They rang out over the valley and to Israel below. Blessings are being spoken from Mount Gerizim. They ring out in the valley and over Israel and so it was a message they couldn't mistake or misunderstand. Whether they were blessed or cursed was completely up to them. God said, do what I say and be blessed. Don't do what I say and you expose yourself and open yourself up to curses. It was a tough way to live. They couldn't do it. The Old Testament, most of you know, was, was set, the law was set up to expose our faultings and failings to show us for all time and eternity that mankind 
we on our own cannot do what needs to be done to be right, get right with God. And so it all is pointing to the need of a Savior. We cannot do life well on our own. We can't get right with God on our own. If you saw me slap out, Siri was just trying to help me out here on my watch. Very irritating. But I'm blessed. <laughs> we need a Savior. And I wanted to give you that bit of history <clears throat> to point out all that we have through Jesus. Through Him, the curse has been broken. <clears throat> now, in Galatians chapter 3, I'm going to read verses 10 through 14. It says, For as many as are of the works of the law are under the curse. For it is written, Cursed is everyone who does not continue in all things that are written in the book of the law to do them. But that no one is justified by the law in the sight of God is evident, for the just shall live by faith. Yet the law is not of faith, but the man who does them shall live by them. In other words, in the Old Testament, uh, it wasn't really a thing of, of faith. It was a thing of just sheer obedience. And so they just had to do what they were told to do. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us. For it is written, cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree that the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles in Christ Jesus, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Now, all of that is a, is a lot to take in, but I just want to summarize it with a brief statement. If we have asked Jesus to come into our hearts, we are blessed and not cursed. And I want you to read verse 13 again with me, so you can read it to yourself silently. I want you to let these words sink down into your heart. In Galatians 3.13, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us. For it is written, cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree. The symbolism here is incredible. This is, was an event that happened in history. The Son of God allowed Himself to be crucified, hung on a cross, or as it said here, on the tree, and He shed His blood for us uh, to redeem us from the curse of the law. Redeem means to buy back. The law was all about what people did to be right and get right with God. God gave the law again to show us that we can't do it on our own. We need a Savior, and that's why Jesus came. Jesus came to redeem us, to buy us back from the curse of the law. We are not just living life in our own abilities anymore. We've been redeemed from the curse. Of that curse of the law was man just had to do what God said to do, and things would be 
okay, they would be blessed if they did everything. But how many know we are, we are miserable failures at trying to serve God, live for God, do the life of God on our own ability? And so Jesus came, died, and shed his blood on the cross. And in a moment when we received communion in that cup, that cup, the blood of Jesus broke the curse. That cup symbolizes that the curse has been broken. In 1 Peter chapter 1, 18 and 19, it says, Knowing that you were not redeemed with corruptible things like silver or gold from your aimless conduct received by tradition from your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ as of a lamb without blemish and without spot. So hear me this morning. Jesus paid too great a price for us to feel like, to act like, or to think like we're cursed. And yet I know that there are a lot of us as God's people that sometimes almost feel like there's a curse over us. Or, and it may, even if it's not that strong, well I, well, I don't know if I feel cursed, but we may not know the reality and the truth of what I'm saying this morning about who we are in Him and the blessing that is ours. It may not be the first thing on the top of our minds is what I'm saying. Is that, man, I'm blessed, 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 blessed. And so I'm preaching this so that we can know and hear again in our ears and prayerfully in our hearts that we're blessed, not cursed. Now, again, some of us may, may feel like, well, I don't, know, I, I don't feel very blessed. But you know, blessing isn't conditioned on our feeling. It's fact. <laughs> our blessing what, and, and how we are blessed is a fact that was bought with the precious blood of Jesus. And so what we have to do is go beyond what our feeling is at the moment and the experiences or circumstances that we're going through and grasp the truth and the reality that because of Jesus, we're blessed. We need to know this. We're most blessed. Now, I do want you to say it because you've had a chance to wake up a little bit. You've had 17 minutes since the last time I thought about doing it, but I want you to tell yourself, uh, I'm most blessed. blessed. That's really good. There, There are too many of God's people who focus and anticipate the wrong things. Uh, we just kind of almost, and, and part of it, you know, we, we live in the time that we live in, and there are very, a, a lot of threatening things on the horizon, you know, things that make us uh, uh, uncomfortable, uh, uh, perilous things. The Bible says perilous times shall come in the last day. And so there are things that we look at, and it can almost bring a sense of dread on us 
for the future. And this is why I want to, to, to focus on this this morning, because as God's people, we shouldn't live with a sense of dread. God, help us to know the truth and the reality that in spite of what is going on in the world around us, or, or even maybe the events that are transpiring in our life at the moment, we are blessed and not cursed. We should live with that sense of blessing and not a sense of dread. In the Old Testament, that curse was shout. I believe it was probably shouted out so they could hear it in the valley below Mount Ebal, that, that barren place, that curse were showered over Israel so that they would know if they didn't follow God's law to the letter that they were going to be cursed. But listen, the curse is finished. It's over. It's wiped out. And that's what Colossians 2.14 says. And this is talking about the, the law and then therefore the curse under the law having wiped out the handwriting of requirements that was against us, which was contrary to us, he has taken it out of the way, having nailed it to the cross. What imagery. He took out the law, nailed it to the cross. Blood was shed, and the curse has been broken. That, uh, that term wiped out means erased, obliterated, canceled. I like that. He obliterated the curse that was against us for not following the letter of the law. We are not under the law. We are under grace through faith in Jesus. And so today, we should anticipate good instead of bad, blessing instead of curse. And if we are hearing in our minds or in our hearts, things like, well, you're a failure. You'll never measure up. You're too weak. You always give in. You'll always be poor. You'll never have enough. You have to live with anxiety because that's who you are. You have to live with this addiction because that's who you are. And if that's what we're hearing in our minds or in our hearts, we're hearing the wrong things. It's, it's like Israel hearing the curses from Mount Ebal. But this morning, we are not cursed. We're blessed. We've been forgiven. We've been washed by the blood of Jesus Christ. The curse was nailed to the cross. Uh, we now, through grace in Christ, have the ability to be able to live for God. Addiction doesn't have the power over us. If we dare to believe, addiction doesn't have the power to enslave us anymore. We are free through Jesus Christ. Uh, he gives us promises uh, to provide for us uh, promises uh, uh, to be able to live a rich and full life. Uh, we have in him life and that more abundantly. The thief steals, kills, and destroys. But Jesus said, I came to give you life and that more abundantly. Say more life. Now, having said all that, being blessed doesn't mean we'll have a problem-free life. Sometime you might have a computer problem. (laughs) 
All the heroes in the Bible from Abraham to Moses to David to Peter and Paul and all of those characters who were in the Bible were obviously blessed by God, but they also had stuff that they dealt with, didn't they? In James chapter 5 and verse 11, this is in the Amplified Version, he says, you know, I like that, you know, we call those blessed, happy, spiritually prosperous, favored by God, who were steadfast and endured difficult circumstances. You have heard of the patient endurance of Job, and you have seen the Lord's outcome. Listen, this is the Lord's outcome, how he richly blessed Job. The Lord is full of compassion and merciful. See, even though Job and so many others in the Bible were blessed, they experienced stuff. And the way it's termed in this is difficult circumstances. All of us understand what that means because we all at times have difficult circumstances. Whatever that may be, my encouragement to us this morning is that even though stuff, difficult circumstances may be going on, if we're saved, listen, we're blessed. Our current circumstances are not all that we have to look forward to. Uh, reading Job's life uh, used to just make me cringe. Truthfully, the first several chapters in Job still make me cringe some. But in his life and ours as well, uh, bad uh, isn't what ultimately defined him, and it does not ultimately define us and our lives. Again, James 5.11 you have heard of the patient endurance of Job, and you have seen the Lord's outcome, how he richly blessed Job. The Lord is full of compassion and is merciful. You know, what he's saying there is we're blessed, and, and we should look forward to and anticipate more blessing in our lives. I'm going to wrap this up in a few minutes, so I want you to hold with me just for a few more minutes. We need in our minds, and in our hearts to hear the blessing pronounced on us. In Ephesians 1 verse 3, says, Blessed be God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. Because of Jesus, we should anticipate blessing in our whole lives over all of our lives, over our families. Uh, I, that's what I loved about that song. Uh, he is for you. He is for you. God, you know, and, and I know some of you are thinking, why is that repeated over and over? Oh, he's for you. He's for you. He's for you. He's for you. You know why? <laughs> we got to get it. <laughs> God help us. There's so many people who feel like, oh, God, he's not, he's not, he may be for them, but I don't, my life doesn't seem like he's very much for me at the moment. Whatever may be going on in your life at the moment, if you have given your heart and life to him, that event that's going on or that crisis that you're experiencing will not ultimately define your life. I know whereof I speak because we are blessed in him. We are not cursed. 
He is for us. He's not against us. The curse of the law was that blessing was conditional upon everybody doing everything just right. The blessing through Jesus Christ is that he did everything right for us. And we are blessed when we ask him to come into our lives. He comes into our heart. He broke the curse. He took our curse upon him broke that curse, uh, and now we ought to believe that we are blessed. We're not blessed because we're so good. We're blessed because He's so good. And we should expect and anticipate blessing in our lives. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20, I love this verse. Now to Him who's able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us. You know that power that works in us is the power of faith, the power of God working through faith and grace flows. And that power is that it's not just us doing everything. It works in us, His ability, His power, His grace, and He is able, listen, to do exceedingly abundantly above, can you, it's like that, exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think. What he's trying to get across to us, if you can't pick it out, up, is that we're blessed. In Psalm 103, verse 1 through 5, it says, Blessed be the Lord, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul. And forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your iniquities. Did you catch that? Heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from destruction, who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfies your mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagle's. See, that's blessing that's over our lives. That's the blessing of God over our lives, His forgiveness, His healing, His provision, good things. And I'm going to close with my opening scripture this morning. When we know how blessed we are, we'll be a lot happier. You have made Him most blessed forever. You have made Him exceedingly glad with your presence. Oh, we are so blessed. We are so blessed in him. Blessings being pronounced. Curses have been broken, and we are blessed in Jesus. Can you say it again? I'm most blessed. I am most blessed. Let's bow our heads. We're going to, uh, those who are going to pass out uh, the uh, cups, uh, would you go ahead and just get those and prepare, go ahead and make your way forward while we pray. Uh, we are going to receive communion. The only requirement to receive communion, if you're visiting with us, uh, is that you know Jesus as Lord and Savior. And if you've never asked Jesus to come into your life, if you're away from Him and want to just ask for His forgiveness uh, for things that are just troubling your conscience, He's here to forgive. Nobody looking around just for a moment. 
heads are bowed, no one looking around. You just uh, say, you know, would you include me in this prayer? I've never given my life to Christ or I've been away from him for a while, but today I want his forgiveness in my life. Nobody looking around, just slip your hand up and just acknowledge you'd like to be included in this prayer. Praise God. Let's pray together. I just, I just want to uh, uh, pray over us this morning. Lord, we thank you for your blessing on us we're, as we're entering in to this time of communion. Oh, Lord, we do so in remembrance and pray for blessing to flow through this time. God, that it not be just uh, something that we're doing for uh, ritual's sake by, by any means, but God, that it uh, present truth and reality uh, in our lives. Thank you for that in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise God. They're going to be passing these out. If you have not received communion here before, you'll see when you get it, make sure you get both cups. There's a cup and a cup. There's a, a bread in the lower cup and then juice in the top cup. So just make sure you get both of of them and somebody I'm going to need them when you get a chance one up here too God's good isn't he thanks we're going to receive uh, in a moment while they're passing out the cups the the bread that we have is sim symbolic and and there's a verse of scripture that I want to uh, read this morning and it says the cup of blessing which we bless is it not the communion of the blood of Christ the bread which we break is it not the communion of the body of Christ and so the the bread that we have represents Jesus's body that was broken for our healing uh, uh, physical and emotional healing, whatever healing we need. That's why his body was broken when they laid those stripes on him as he was being beaten. It, the Word of God says, by his stripes we were healed. And so this is what the bread symbolizes to us. And it talks and uses the phrase communion of the body of Christ. So we're, this is something we're doing together. The word communion means sharing together in. Sharing together. We're sharing together in the truth that Jesus' body was broken for our healing. Uh, if you need physical healing this morning, you need emotional healing, you need God to touch you and heal you in your mind, that's why Jesus' body was broken. And we need to dare to believe that that was broken his body was broken for us, for us, say for me. Has everyone received uh, that, that would like to receive? If, if you haven't, if you'd lift your hands where we could see you and know to get that to you, praise God. Uh, so I want you to hold the bread and we're going to pray over it and we're going to speak healing and life in Jesus' name because his body was broken for us so that we could be healed. Healing is flowing right now. See, there's a presence of God just flowing through this building right now, touching right where you are, right where we are. Presence of God, Holy Spirit is flowing and ministering grace. And I'm going to pray over the bread, and we're going to receive it together. Lord, thank you. 
thank you for your presence here. We share together in your body that was broken for us. We do not take it for granted. We thank you for it. And we receive not only the bread, but we receive the, what your body was broken for, healing in Jesus' name. Speak against infirmity and the spirit of infirmity, long-term illness in Jesus' name, pain, go in the name of Jesus, uh, growths, go in Jesus' name, uh, back problems, go in the name of Jesus, liver problems, go, kidney, uh, internal heart problems, go in Jesus' name, uh, healing, flowing in troubled minds, troubled hearts, God, thank you, Jesus, thank you for your body that was broken for us. And today we receive this bread, we share in it together, thanking you for healing that flows. By your stripes we were healed. Jesus took the bread, broke it, and said, Take eat, this is my body which is broken for you. This verse that I've got on the screen, 1 Corinthians 10, 16, I have, I have conducted so many uh, communion services in the past, I cannot remember ever seeing this particular issue about communion, which is, it's probably, I probably heard it, but I, don't, I didn't remember it. And it's pretty incredible. The cup of blessing which we bless, is it not the communion of the blood of Christ? See, this cup is not just a cup of forgiveness, symbolizing forgiveness, a cup of blessing. Wow. <laughs> I got those, those uh, Holy Ghost rush, man. This, it's the blessing, the bless, a cup of blessing. And so as we receive this cup, we're not only remembering that he cleansed us with his blood, and that is, not, that is the most important thing, that we have cleansing from our sins, past, present, future. He, he took care of our sin problem by shedding his blood. Aren't you? We're happy about that. But it's not just a cup of forgiveness. What we are receiving together and sharing in, communion, communion sharing together in, is a cup of blessing. And so I want to encourage us again today to expect, to anticipate the blessing of God over our whole lives, over our, our physical bodies, over our work, our, our income, our uh, families, all that has to do with our life and anticipation of the blessing of God flowing in our life. You know why? Because the curse has been broken. <laughs> the curse has been broken. Cup of blessing. Cup of blessing. Let's, let's bow our heads and just thank God. Thank you, Jesus. You are so good. Thank you for your forgiveness. We praise you for saving us, redeeming us, buying us back, breaking the curse of the law, Thank you for this cup that we are sharing in together. It is a cup of forgiveness, but oh, Lord, thank you, Jesus. It's a cup of blessing. 
as we receive this cup together, we receive your blessing over every area of our life, our families, our minds, our, our finances, our body, everything. Thank you. We anticipate and we will look more and more toward the future, not with a sense of dread, but with a sense of hope, with an understanding that your blessing rests upon us. We thank you for it. We praise you in your name. Jesus took the cup and said, this is cup of the new covenant in my blood. We'll drink together. Praise God. Can we just all stand and maybe put the cups down on the chair beside you just for a moment? And can we just make a little noise just where you are, just however, just thank him. Thank you, Jesus, for the power of your life in us. Thank you, Lord, for blessing us. Thank you. We are so blessed and we praise you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We're blessed. Praise God. We're blessed. Amen. Say, I'm blessed. Say, I'm most blessed. Praise God. If you would take those cups, we've got other people coming in here in just a moment. And they really don't want to sit on that plastic cup. So if you'll take them, they've got a uh, can, I think, in the back. And our prayer team is up here in the front to pray with you. If you'd like individual prayer, uh, come and, and share with them, and they will pray over you. God bless you. Thank you for listening to the New Life Kingman podcast. We can't wait to see you next week.